Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In this video, I'm going to be going through my start sits at the wide receiver position. So breaking down every single week 13 matchup and listing every fantasy relevant wide out as either a start or a sit. So do I trust you in my lineups? And let's just jump right into the Thursday night football game where we have the Cowboys taking on the Saints. And for the Cowboys, I'm going to be expecting both CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper to be back for this one. Cooper is going to be back from COVID. C.D. Lamb, I'd expect him to clear concussion protocol. And if both of those players are back, both of them are very solid starts in your lineup. And because they're back, I'm going to be sitting Michael Gallup. I just think there's too many mouths to feed and Gallup could very easily be the odd man out and just not get enough consistent volume. For the Saints wide receiver room, you've just got to be fading everyone. It looks like they're going with Taysom Hill which you know may give the offense a little bit more juice overall, but a lot of that is going to be with getting the ball into Hill's hands, letting him run, all of that stuff. So Traquan Smith, Marquez Callaway, and Deontay Harris are all going to be clear-cut sits for me. Moving on to Sunday, the Giants are taking on the Dolphins. And for the Giants, I think you've got to fade this whole wide receiver room as well. Man, Kenny Galladay has just been so disappointing. You know, big money free agent, just has not performed really has not been fantasy relevant at all. We saw both Kadarius Tony and Sterling Shepard miss Sunday's game, so I don't feel comfortable starting either of them if they were to come back. On the other side with the Dolphins, I mean, Jalen Waddell is a baller. He is a locked-in start every single week. Absolute volume monster, and I just expect these numbers to continue, especially if Devontae Parker and Will Fuller continue to miss games. We have the Colts taking on the Texans next. For the Colts, I still think Michael Pittman is a start. He had a rough game against the Bucks, had a few drops, honestly got mossed by Antoine Winfield, but I think he can bounce back. Hopefully he's able to score his points early because I do think this is going to turn into a Jonathan Taylor just kind of running all over the Texans game, but I do think you could still start him. You know, it's probably a bottom end, wide receiver two, high end, wide receiver three, and then I'm going to be sitting at T.Y. Hilton, just not enough consistency there. For the Texans, only player I ever want in this offense every single week. Brandon Cooks continues to produce in spite of everything going on around him, so I do still like him in my starting lineups. This next game is going to be a divisional matchup between the Vikings and the Lions. For the Vikings, you're plugging in Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen every single week. For the Lions, total opposite. You're not plugging in anyone. I mean, Josh Reynolds was cut by the Titans and he walks in and is now the wide receiver one for the Lions. That is how bad this wide receiver room is, and I just want no part of any of these players. Eagles take on the Jets in this next game. For the Eagles, I'm listing Devonta Smith as a start just because they're playing against the Jets, but he's really kind of dangerously close to being a sit in future weeks, and it's really not his fault. It's just this passing attack has no volume. There's not a lot of opportunities to go around, and this really applies for Smith and Dallas Goddard, who I'm going to talk about tomorrow. It's not their lack of talent. Like if you put them in different situations, I think they could be great starts every single week, but Jalen Hurts is just not getting it done through the air. So Smith is going to be a start this week, but just something I'm keeping an eye on. For the Jets, Elijah Moore, you know, kind of came back to earth, but he did still lead the team in targets, which was a good sign. So he is going to be a start. You just probably are going to have to limit your expectations with Zach Wilson at quarterback. And then if Elijah Moore is a start, you cannot be starting two of these wide receivers. So Corey Davis, Jamison Crowder, 
Braxton Berrios, Keelan Cole, you know, whatever combo you want to kind of form here, they're all going to be sits. In the Cardinals-Bears matchup, I'm going to be assuming that both Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins are back. And if that is the case, DeAndre Hopkins is a start. Christian Kirk is a start. And then I'm sitting AJ Green and Rondell Moore, if he's even fantasy relevant at this point. I just think Kirk has kind of established himself as the wide receiver too. And DeAndre Hopkins has to be a start, you know, every single week for you. For the Bears, this one kind of gets tricky here. So if Allen Robinson misses another game, then I would feel very good starting Darnell Mooney. However, if Allen Robinson is back, then I'd just be sitting both of them. Really, we've kind of figured out that on this Bears offense, the passing attack is just not there. And so there can only be one wide receiver, you know, one top guy who's able to command any type of volume. We saw Mooney do it with A-Rob out. If A-Rob's back, I just want no part of this wide receiver room. Chargers Bengals is up next. And for the Chargers, Keenan Allen is a nice start every single week. We're always kind of on the edge here with Mike Williams. He's very close to being a sit. He keeps having these like four for 40 games where he doesn't just totally bomb in your lineup. And he always does have that ceiling. And he did put together, you know, like a four for 40 stat line in a game where the offense did not play well. So he does stay here. He's just kind of dangerously close to being a sit every single week. For the Bengals, we know Jamar Chase is a start, kind of slowed down a little bit. I expect him to pick it back up towards the end of the season. T. Higgins was a guy that I was always listing as a start. I knew, you know, the production was going to come around because the targets were totally there. I'm pretty sure Higgins and Chase had the exact same amount of targets, you know, in games where they're both playing together. So Higgins is a start, definitely the wide receiver too, but I mean, he had just gotten so unlucky with touchdowns. Gets into the end zone for the first time since week two, and I like him in lineups. Tyler Boyd is the wide receiver three, is just not going to get it done. In a divisional matchup, the Bucks are traveling to Atlanta to take on the Falcons, and I do believe this is the week that Antonio Brown is going to be back. Bruce Arians has kind of talked about it. You know, they're planning for him to return here in Atlanta. And then I think it was Adam Schefter came out and said that this was like a six-week injury, you know, when he sustained it. Kind of a weird report just because they didn't put him on IR, but whatever. This would be the sixth week back here against the Falcons, and it really doesn't matter because I'm going to be starting every single one of these top three wide receivers, you know, whether or not AB plays. Evans and Godwin coming off of terrible games, throwing them right back in. If AB's there, he is in my lineup for the Falcons. Really only one kind of fantasy relevant wide receiver here. That is Russell Gage, and I just have no trust in him putting together, you know, back-to-back solid performances. So he is going to be a sit in this Jaguars-Rams game. For the Jaguars, you just can't trust any of these guys. You know, you would think this would be the opportunity for LaVisca and Marvin Jones to put together some nice performances. That has not happened for the Rams. Cooper Cup, you know, great start every week. It almost seemed like he had a down game, you know, on Sunday. And it's still like a top-tier performance for almost every other fantasy wide receiver. I am going to be listing Odell Beckham as a start, but there are some things to watch here. He was clearly kind of crippled in that game with some sort of back injury. So hopefully that doesn't kind of flare up and kind of linger, you know, rest of season. But I do think he's kind of establishing himself as the wide receiver too. I think he was out there almost every single play. And so he's going to be a solid like wide receiver three flex play option in your lineups. And then I do think Van Jefferson is a solid guy to pick up off of waivers. I just don't think I trust him in my lineup every single week. 
until he shows some more consistency with those big plays. Moving on to Washington taking on the Raiders. For the Washington football team, you got to just keep plugging Terry McLaurin in as a start. You know, he's going to have a decent floor in the games where he doesn't pop off, but when he does, he's going to put together, you know, one of those like seven for 130 in a touchdown games, and it's going to feel great in your lineup. For the Raiders, we finally saw a ceiling out of Hunter Renfro. You know, I've been listing him as a start every single week, but it was more in hopes of like a seven for like 60 game, and then maybe he gets into the end zone. But he went out absolutely dominated on Thanksgiving, monster performance. So he just continues to lock himself in here as a start. I'm going to be sitting Deshaun Jackson. He did have a big game, kind of taking over that Henry Ruggs role. Kind of like what I mentioned with Van Jefferson, I've just got to see some consistency out of him. And personally, I'm just not really expecting it moving forward in this Ravens-Steelers game. For the Ravens, you just keep firing in Marquise Brown as a solid wide receiver play. I have listed Rashad Bateman as a start, I think the last three weeks. He's definitely got to drop down to a sit. This is just such a target funnel between Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews. Bateman's just not really getting a great opportunity, so he has got to be a sit. For the Steelers, Deontay Johnson lock every single week. The man is just a volume monster. Another 14 targets this week. I think he had like a 9 for 95, so PPR machine. On the other side with Chase Claypool, he has that big playability. Definitely does not have the safety of Deontay Johnson, but I still think he's going to be able to work in. It's like a high-end wide receiver three play. Someone you could throw into your flex. Then we've got the 49ers traveling to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. And it looks like Debo Samuel is going to be missing one to two weeks. So that means Brandon Ayuk is going to be stepping up as the wide receiver one. This is really the opportunity for him to put together some monster fantasy performances. So I actually feel pretty confident starting him, you know, not just kind of like a fringe start, Like I'm feeling good. If you look back to his rookie year, a lot of the reason why everyone loved Ayuk coming into the season is because he balled out when Debo was not in the lineup. He could operate as the wide receiver one. So I really like him as a solid, you know, probably even wide receiver two play this week. I'm going to be putting out my weekly rankings, I think on Thursday. So you guys can kind of see where I have them when those come out. For the Seahawks, this is just tough. I am going to be listing DK Metcalf as a start. Same thing with Tyler Lockett. I know that offense has looked terrible. And, you know, I may be being stubborn on this one, but personally, I just can't rationalize benching DK Metcalf. I mean, obviously, if you have like two other really nice wide receiver options and then like a nice RB3, then fine, sit him on the bench. But like, I'm not, you know, going to go full panic mode and start like a Kendrick Bourne or a Tim Patrick over DK Metcalf. I just can't do it because the floor is non-existent right now. But it's very possible they go out in week 13 and DK Metcalf puts up like a 5 for 100 and a touchdown. And I just don't want that sitting on my bench. So I'm going to be listing them as starts, but I definitely do not feel confident about it. We've got a Sunday night football game between the Broncos and the Chiefs. For the Broncos, I'm just going to be listing all three of these wideouts as sits. Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, and Tim Patrick. There's just too many mouths to feed in this offense with honestly not enough food. You know, Teddy Bridgewater is not going to have the passing volume to support those three wide receivers, plus Fant, plus Gordon and Javante Williams getting involved in the receiving game. So those three are going to be sits. For the Chiefs, every week, Tyreek Hill locked in start, top tier wide receiver one. And then for the final game of the week, got Monday Night Football. For the Patriots, this one's kind of a tough call. 
You know, Jacoby Myers has put together some solid games. He's just had no touchdown upside. I mean, that's a trend his entire career. Kendrick Bourne is also an intriguing play. He has been able to get into the end zone. I just don't know if the safety's there, you know, on a week-to-week basis. Like if he went out on Monday Night Football, caught one pass for 10 yards, I wouldn't be surprised. So he's a sit, but if he does have one more really solid game, he's definitely going to be in like that flex range. For the Bills, the only wide receiver I trust is going to be Stephon Diggs. So that means I'm sitting Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders. But that is going to wrap it up for this video. If you guys enjoyed the content, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. If you have any fantasy questions, start sit questions, waiver wire advice, you know, trade questions, drop them down below and I'll be responding to every single person. Go check out my running back start sit video if you haven't seen that yet. But thank you guys so much for stopping by and I'll see you next time.